Welcome back to another episode of One Shot One Quill, your favorite drive time morning tabletop podcast. I'm your host, a man who I think has drank sulfuric acid for 10 years. How do people do that? Is that what we're going with? Yeah. Uh, I'm Spencer. I'm your, your chief uh, uh, introducer. With me is my co-host, Ben. I am a drive time morning show host. You are the guy that explains how this podcast works. Yeah, well, I normally do that just right into it, but I feel like this time we should introduce our guest. Who? <laughs> Brittany. Did somebody say my name? Oh, my God. When did you get here? Spencer, I've been sitting here this whole time. It's incredible. I did not notice you in the same room that we recorded. Yeah, we always record here. I would assume you're eight feet from me. I... Seven. You guys are okay. social distancing. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. It's been really, <laughs> I gotta say, I thought the first three months were hard. Oh man, the following like uh, 11 were harder. I haven't hugged my boyfriend in a year. Anyway, uh, this show is a show where we brainstorm a tabletop RPG one shot. Uh, normally in the medieval setting, but who knows if people... Uh, give us prompts that aren't uh we take a user submitted prompt and then two user submitted items or otherwise elements of the campaign because once it was just a gnome that couldn't be hit uh we take those we run them through a random number generator we pick out all of them for the episode and then we roll with it we gotta do it with those and sometimes we say we gotta do it with those, but sometimes we just don't. <laughs> Occasionally we've just said, and also that thing's here. And at the end of it, we'll have something that uh, I'd say a good five out of six times you can use. Very thorough, Ben. Well done. Thanks. Nobody could do that quite like you. And I mean that in the most ambiguous way possible. Ben, do you want to roll up a uh, Twitter-suggested premise for me? Uh, let's say we got four options this week. Uh, if we were going to do that, I think what we would go with is probably a one. Well, wouldn't you know it? Another one from contributor Andy. Andy has written, <clears throat> An otherworldly entity is warping onto the material plane and taking a single resource slowly over time. For example, trees. So if I'm gathering this right... Some worldly resource. Let's just let's pick from the Catan lineup. It could be wheat, could be bricks. God, they're sheep. taking our sheep. Taking all the sheep one by one. Some resource rocks. is being removed oh, one no. at a time and it ramps up. A celestial being is teleporting onto our plane and taking the bricks out of our houses one by <laughs> one. That would have some grave implications. Just about every every structure would be at risk. Now, he, here's something you've just made me think of. The, okay. These have to be earthly resources, but no one says that they have to be resources usable by people on Earth. So by that point, I would have suggest they are uh, teleporting to this plane and uh, stealing graves. Point of clarification, when it says uh, one of something, does it mean like all of that resource at once or like... One brick, it's, one single tree. So from one, it's taking, it's choosing one a rock. single resource. So like, i.e. brick, rock, but it's taking all of that thing off of the planet slowly. Oh. Oh, oh. okay. 
and it's ramping up. So it's, it's a like lot it's more daunting say it's than one trees at a time. Yeah, say it's trees. A few trees are going to disappear day one, and I imagine as time goes on, by the next week, it's exponential. And so, like within a month's time, all the trees on the planet will be gone. They're just being warped away by what's called an otherworldly entity. So say it's one big fish, and it's just slowly drinking the ocean. And I know what you're going to say. Fish don't drink. But go with me here. Okay. I'm with you. I'm willing to die for you right now. Uh, lead me lead me into battle. You know, I think I would be uh, more able to lead you into battle were I to have some sort of uh, magic item to go with this. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give, give us, let's, maybe this will make, we can pick out what's being stolen. Uh, maybe all this will make more sense with some items. Give me a, give me a number one through 50. So our item, our first item will be a 14. A black witch's hat, which teleports the wearer to the elemental plane of fire if they're hit oh. with water. Oh. <laughs> it's funny because I'm melting. Oh, that's fun. It's, 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 you see, it's a clever Wizard of Oz reference, I'm realizing. <laughs> Can they get back? Um, you want to roll me another number? <laughs> yeah, no, that I might have be... an idea related to that. What, Brittany, you, you already have an idea for the black hat. Yeah. So, first of all, going into this prompt, like, I was really, really strongly feeling the genie. I love genies, mm-hmm. full disclosure. Okay. But now I'm thinking, you know, Maybe fire genies. Oh, God. The, uh, what are they called? Feenies. Fire gin. What are they called? A freedy. Like, maybe it's a freedies that are using this hat to, you know, work back and forth to steal stuff. Okay. Yeah, that would count as an extra dimensional being. This could be the result of a monkey's paw wish. And, I mean, this is also, I mean, you slap that shit on the genie and then you hit them with water and then bam, they're gone. Or maybe Banished. the genie knows that, or the Efridi knows that the hat does this. And so he just occasionally, like, slaps himself with water. Like, he's got a little squirt bottle, spritzes himself in the face. You're saying it's his gone. escape plane? Yeah. Interesting. How he does he get back? He only has, like, a one-way ticket. What might hmm. help us is if we have a second item, like a uh, 38. Man dressed as horse mounts. <laughs> maybe that's the resource being stolen? horses okay nope i'm, I'm in no hang on hear me out horses are being stolen now that there are no horses we've needed someone to come fill that vacancy and it's men dressed as horses the furries are just like my time has come uh, finally all right well uh that's it for me <laughs> you guys have fun with this one <laughs> you get, i'm lassoing you back here i said i would die for you you do not get to retreat Lasso you like a man dressed as a horse mount. Yeah. All right, Wild West campaign. Ben said it. It's usually a fantasy setting. This that, is a Wild yeah, West campaign. Good. Okay, I like. Everybody this. knows like, there's only. And horses you know what? In the it's West. more allegorical because you know Wild West stuff always goes with ah, uh, they're you know digging up all the coal underneath the Indian reservation or whatever. Sure. So this is similar to that, that it's an otherworldly being uh, taking all of the horses. I'm actually getting really into this. Okay, so we have a a Wild West setting. Um, Can it be a Wild Wild West setting starring Will Smith as Jim West? I think that's Desperado. Only if drag isn't the punchline for half the movie. I'm not interested then. So a regular Wild West movie. 
and inside this this Wild West one shot, all of the horses are being stolen. Do we want to go with that that nice Native American voodoo uh, uh, cliche that well, like I, I the white the out, white man has tread too far? <laughs> I will point out just because uh, I don't want to be accused of being culturally insensitive. Voodoo, not Native American. <laughs> yes, it is Haitian. I'm aware. Um, it's a Mountain Dew flavor. <laughs> Haitian Mountain Dew. Get it while it's hot. It's the only flavor of Mountain Dew that's supposed to be served hot. <laughs> <laughs> and it tastes like caramel corn. It's good. Okay, so do we want to go with like a a otherworldly curse, more or less, like that you're in, you're trespassing on the natives? Yeah, I think this has to be you know some sort of at least the being was attracted by some sort of curse. And I I liked your one off out out there of like you know navigating a coal mine that belonged on sacred ground. That kind of ties into a fire plane thing as well. Like, mm-hmm. think about the the ever burning coal fire or something. Oh, you, you've got this raging hot mine, out of which has burst a Ifridi from the plane of fire. Um, that kind of sets up a very interesting antagonist. Like Spencer, let's be let's be clear here: the Wild West plane of fire. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Arizona. Now this this. It sounds like, as I'm hearing it, you go to a village, not a village, you go to a, you go to a town, and in that town there is a, in that town is a saloon, and in that saloon is all the coal miners who can't get any work done, because, well, you might have heard, uh... All the horses are gone, which we need to mine. (laughs) Why does the mine's on fire? But Brittany, as a matter of fact... The horse rancher is also out of work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of like That's this idea tragedy. that it also has a bit of a, you know, dug too deep thing where they this Efridi has been freed. And as such, it is burning up all the coal in the mine to sustain itself. I love the idea of it being like a, a like it's trapped in a in a flaming aquarium of sorts. Nobody else is going to be able to get into that thing. And it's going to burn up all the coal to stay alive. And so I feel like part of your end game here is to procure the resources necessary to survive a giant fire tunnel to even get to the thing. I think that's really the because we've got this hat, right, that you essentially you get the hat on him and you throw water on him and he goes back to the fire elemental plane, the Wild West fire elemental plane, Arizona. Yes, Arizona. Uh, I think getting to him is going to be the big challenge here. Or maybe with that even, like, maybe there's something that's, you know, keeping him to the material plane that you need to go to the plane of fire to, you know, find, destroy, whatever that may be. Doesn't fully fit with gin lore, but, like, it's funsies. So you're saying maybe rebind him back to where he belongs? Yeah, like maybe on the fire plane, like there's some spellcast or some creature that maybe this is, you know, their summon. And like, you can beat up this fire elemental as much as you want. But as long as, you know, that original caster is still alive, like, this thing's going to keep coming back. Hmm. And maybe you learned that through the initial encounter with the Afridi. If there's one thing I've learned from uh, playing so many tabletop RPGs, it's that... uh, you can't survive in fire planes, and I think that includes the entire state of Arizona. <laughs> Unless you have 
some specific item that allows you to exist there? Bernie, was that your own invention of a concept or is there some truth to that? The fire extinguisher? Yeah, that was my own invention. Well, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm hilarious. I'm aware that I wondered if you reskinned the concept, but like, is there some sort of lifeline you can have that kind of gives you permission to live in a extra dimensional plane? Not that I'm specifically aware of, like, okay. definitely like homebrew options out there, but you know, once you're a higher level, like the sky's the limit. Ben, I, I hear your concern here that um, you're thrusting a nobody, a Wild West nobody, into the Wild West Plain of Fire, Arizona, um, of Tucson, the Wild Plain of Tucson. Um, but it, it does have a very Hero of Kavach feel to it, <laughs> of true. jumping literally into yeah. a portal into hell. I I don't know who I am, really. I haven't kind of narrowed out my build, but... I just got out of jail on an early release program. <laughs> That's what we call breaking out through the wall. <laughs> uh, but anyway, here I go to hell. So hear me out. The concern about being able to survive in the plane of fire, a very real concern. Yeah. Maybe it's like a Groundhog Day sitch or like a Hades sitch where like you get a fire potion that makes you invulnerable. But only for, you know, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Why you don't bring more potions, I don't know. That's for you to uh, problem solve. Okay, follow-up question. Brittany, how did you conflate the Bill Murray movie Groundhog Day and Hades? Well, Groundhog Day, I didn't conflate anything. It can be either one. You most certainly and did. In Groundhog Day, he goes back to the same day each time. In Hades, you just do it over and over, which is what Bill Murray did in Groundhog Day. Okay, I'm satisfied. I, I, yeah, yeah, you should be. I, I think you've got the egg on your face this time. Spencer. I do. I have I have a full-on frittata on my face. I love frittata. So that's I think we got more than a few angles, and I'm curious if there's any other ideas as to how how you navigate in a in a freedy that is made a home of a burning coal mine. Um I was thinking just on the general like topic of gin. I know like this is certainly a thing with the air gin, but like you know, genies, they can chill in the lamp. Sometimes, you know, they have masters that, you know, send them out to, you know, do wishes and errands and things. So maybe that could play some part in it. That maybe, maybe one of the miners picked up a lamp and summoned the sky by accident is what you're asking, or? That could be a part of it. But like, maybe there's, you know, somebody on the plane of fire that, you know, summoned this Efridi and is having it do its bidding. Somehow, like maybe like some goal in mind that like the Afridi's carrying out. This is just me spitballing. I've had a I've had a sudden idea. So and this rationalizes a couple elements of this one shot already. First, elements. whoever found. Thank you. Whoever <laughs> found this lamp had the this miner had the bright idea of jumping headfirst into into his wishes. And his first wish was, I want the fastest horse in the world. Oh, I forgot about the horses. Wish Damn. granted. Every other horse that is faster than yours is now gone. Ooh. <laughs> Thus. <laughs> pluck, pluck, pluck. That's how you get all your horses. And let's just say this guy had the shittiest horse in the world. <laughs> um, so, follow up. I'm wondering what monkey's paw wish leads to the entire mine catching fire. I'm wondering uh, if there's something to that extent. Maybe he asks to not have to work again. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, okay. 
yeah, I never want to work another day in my life. Granted, your your job is now obsolete. Also, like, the whole livelihood of your town is now obsolete. So, like, good luck finding work anywhere. Yes, you coal mining, horse ranching town. <laughs> you are There's gone. only two exports from this town, and it's horses and coal. <laughs> like, like the horses are already gone, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the saloon is really the unemployment lounge at this point. You've got all of the out-of-work folk ready to give you a quest. And so that that does leave the Afridi with a third wish open. Is there any chance that you can fix this by finding the guy who has his third wish remaining and navigating him back to the Afridi and making the right wish? Because only he can make the third wish, right? He, here's how we could tie this into all into each other. The, uh, the Afridi knows that if the third wish is granted, then it goes back into the lamp. So let's say the original miner died in the original coal mine fire. Mm -hmm. um, and so the Afridi took its lamp and hit it on the elemental plane of fire. Mm. So what you've got to do is get there, get the lamp, you know, rub the lamp and wish for whatever, probably to stop being in Arizona, if I've got to be <laughs> honest. Uh, and then the Afridi is stuck back in the lamp uh, and you've won. Now, I want to say that in, like, typical gin rules, typically if the owner dies, the uh, gin's free again. But also we can, like, totally homebrew this because I've been homebrewing most of my genie stuff. Well, I mean, we can play within those restrictions, though. Like, what, what happens if, say, the Afridi has boxed this dude out with fire? He can't get back to the lamp to make the wish. The, the Afridi's like, hey, I'm now in my own personal den. You can't even get to me, so I can hang out as long as I want. I don't have to go back in my lamp. It's like, that's the obstacle, is that the guy can't even get to the Afridi now to make his third and final wish. I feel like in this case, the Afridi would want the third wish to be made so they can finally be free. Because Afridi hate, and all Jin, you know, hate being, you know, owned in a sense. And, you know, it's this is really no a time requirement. Like, we have to find this man as, you know, this man with the third wish remaining as soon as possible. But how are you going to do that with all the horses gone? Walk into the saloon, and there you find him, this man recently out of work. A man dressed as a horse. Listen, I, I, I ain't, much for, ain't much for running, but I'll be damned if I'm going to be a freeloader. Hop on. <laughs> His speed is 35. This character is for sure the mascot of the horse ranch, right? <laughs> That's why he has the costume. And he's Horsey like, Harold. He's like, look, if this horse ranch is not uh, restored to its old proportions. I am dead anyway, so I'm willing to sacrifice my life to bring it back to its full potential. <laughs> His travel speed is absurdly fucking slow. <laughs> but he can carry two people at once, and there's the convenience. He does count as a beast of burden, too. He, there's no limit to the amount <laughs> that this man can carry, but he does carry it very slowly. He is not slowed by difficult terrain, which fire is, <laughs> arguably. <laughs> All right, so Brittany, Brittany's suggestion is that the party sends him in to die in the fire. No, 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 no. You get on his back and he carts you through that fire yeah. un unimpeded. He's unimpeded by difficult terrain, and that includes any and all fire damage. Brittany, do you think that horses are immune to fire damage? <laughs> No, but this man's immaculate horsey boots are. Then only his costume one is flame retardant. Has a bio miner. 
I think I know a few things about horses. And, and only one of us resistance. tells lies. And only one of us is a real miner. I'm I'm just thinking to to really iron out every angle here, because um, we have a wonderful adventure so far. I think the That's man with our with his third wish remaining. I think he fled the mine fire, and everyone scattered. And I think he got lost in all the chaos. I think he accidentally either went through like a a the wrong tunnel to get out. He ended up deep in a cave. Mm-hmm. Maybe he ended up out somewhere in the desert, and he's now, you know, you, you got to go out and find him, and you're gonna catch him uh, cornered by a bunch of giant mantises or um, super mutants. I've got Fallout in the brain right now. <laughs> but yeah, you go find the survivor because he's ran off. He got lost in all the chaos, and so you're gonna go on a rescue mission to find him, and then from there, your second leg is to go back to the the fire den and use some of the tools you've procured along the way in order to confront the Afridi. Be that maybe with the uh, hat that can banish him back to the water plane or anything of that sort. Also, maybe I was thinking, you know, since Afridi are a pretty hefty challenge, you know, they got magic, they got wishes. Maybe the challenge isn't to defeat the Afridi itself, but to free this man who's, you know, kind of trapped in this burning coal mine. Get him out safely so he can use his wish. Doesn't he have to say it to the Afridi, though? I think you can just say it wherever. Hmm. If we're going by Witcher rules, yes. Or like you if he's could. holding on to like the, I think it'd be cute if it was like a miner's lamp. Um, that if is he's holding cute. on to that, like that's where all the power is. And as long as he has that, like he can make the wish. I feel like we've got a sturdy Wild West adventure on our hands here with a spicy twist. I don't feel like we have a nice unified story, though. Do we need to recap it just to make sure? Cause yeah, can you give me a recap? So we get the ba-boom noise that opens every Wild West thing. And then, Spencer, you yeah. go. Uh, like a spaghetti Western theme. Uh, and you're riding into this this town where all the coal miners and all the horse ranchers are out of work. They explain to you what's going on. There's a burning coal fire. All the horses done disappeared. Uh, you do a little bit of talking around and you find that <clears throat> not everybody made it back. And so you're going to go find the gentleman who uh, made, found the Afridi's lamp and made the wish. Uh, you rescue him. He explains what's going on. You then mount a, a little expedition to go into the coal mining fire, which I'm saying that one of the horseman mounts <laughs> can get you through that coal fire unimpeded. <laughs> Brittany's and, actually saying that, but I'm reiterating it. And that's for the DM to decide how he does it. Are you saying just I have one no of idea. Will? Because you said one of the man horse bouts, which implies the rest that, of them burn implies up. that you're riding <laughs> on like four of them. And as as you're going in, just they one by one just start burning to death, except for one <laughs> who's more determined than the others. He has the horsey boots. They keeps him from burning up. Oh, the Bronco Bill, we boots. call him. Mick the Mustang. So... Now we bring it full circle back to the very end. You get back to the genie. The uh, gentleman either makes his wish or you uh, banish the Afridi using the hat. (laughs) And uh, either the horses are all brought back to the world or they're not. (laughs) (laughs) What a twist. And that's a Wild West adventure. Brittany, any any questions? Any any loose holes there? I'm speechless. Now, yeah. Brittany, as you know, as uh, the second time guest, the first second time guest I think we've had with a break in between episodes, uh, guests always get first name rights. So give hey, us weird a good criteria. One, or you're kicked mm. off. 
A horseman with no name. <laughs> a horseman with no name is very good. Yeah, I. Yeah, I've been I've been searching for that pun the entire episode, and uh, I I don't think we're gonna beat that. A horseman with no name. Let me throw something out. Okay. Uh, as it is my shtick to always go with copyright infringement, can we call this Blazing Saddles? <laughs> oh, I like that. Blazing Saddles is also really good. And also mine doesn't make sense because the horseman clearly has a name and it is Horsey Harold. <laughs> Blazing Saddles it is. <laughs> copyright infringement abound. Oh. Wait, wait, we we need. I think it's gonna be blazing saddles colon a horseman with no name because otherwise it's just straight up copyright infringement. And the episode title of this episode of the podcast will make no sense. We are pushing the limit on how many words you can have in a podcast title, but but I would expect no less from one shot one quill. <laughs> Speaking of which, thank you for listening to One Shot, One Quill. This is a weekly uh, tabletop podcast wherein we hope that you can walk away with ideas, if nothing else. Um, you can always submit more ideas to us, be they concepts or items, to at DNDpod on Twitter. Uh, ben, do you want to thank our theme? Yes, um, but I will say, as we have shown here, uh, the, they can just be anything. If you want to send us a space <laughs> opera idea... I guess that works. We'll go with it. My time has come. <laughs> Our theme is Ala Tavera del Goulier by Morgan the Bard. He is predisposed, so don't send him any questions because he won't uh, answer oh, them. Oh, he's busy? He's busy? What's he doing? Uh, well, by predisposed, I mean decomposed. <laughs> Whoa. Nice. Yeah, you're probably right. You are probably right. Spend a minute. R.I.P. Morgan the Bard every week. <clears throat> um, remember to rate and review us. iTunes always helps. Um, share us with some friends if you think they'd be into this. Uh, and seriously, submit stuff to us. There is a 100% chance you end up on the next episode. Well, I mean, it's a 25% chance. Let's not give them too much hope. There is a strong chance you end up on one of the next episodes. Is it too late to restart? <laughs> <laughs> That opening was okay. Yeah. Was it too sad and real? Mm -mm. I was going to make a joke about estrogen, but I didn't get to get my estrogen joke in. Don't worry. Save it for the for the closer. No. Could close that with like, happy to bring some estrogen to this podcast. No. <laughs>